Episode 23 of The Last Guys on Earth. What's going on, guys? Hey, oh, yeah. We are all back once again with the Renegade Master. I'm Richie Favalero. Christopher Coley. Matt Jemmett. Tim McLean. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good, yeah. Good, good. What, uh, what's everybody been up to recently? Birthday celebration. Yeah, that's right. Happy to you. Happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Even Satan's children get birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Lots of them because we sell our soul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got up to a little You went out board gaming for your birthday Yeah, yeah, we went to Snakes and Lattes Our favorite gaming uh, place I, oh. I played some cool games Let me let me grab the names here Because I had to write them down We we decided to go with a Japanese theme Which is interesting, right? We, we were like, okay well, What boxes have Japanese themes on them? And we played Takenoko And Tok- Tokaido Oh. Uh, is one of those the panda game yes. with, with the, the bamboo? Of course. You have to build right? a bamboo field. So yeah. we're there, uh. and we're trying to pick a game, and we're like, all right, which one, which one are we going to play? And, and, and we're like, well, this, this one's got a panda on it. So clearly we were playing this. Uh, pretty interesting game. So you have to grow bamboo in the, like, the emperor's garden, and the panda wanders around and eats the bamboo. And, and you also have to control the gardener, which grows the bamboo, and, and, and it's sort of this sort of collection mechanic. And thing. the two can't meet, otherwise the panda will eat the gardener? Or? <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, no, it, it was pretty good, actually, a lot of fun. Depends Pre- on if he has a Woody or not. It was light, it was easy to learn, and then since we had already done a Japanese theme, we went for the next one, which is Tokaido, I think is this, Tokaido is the second one. Which is this game where you're just a traveler. So the object is to go from like Tokyo to Edo, and you just wander. And then all along the way, you meet people and encounters, or you stop at inns and you try the cuisine. And then at the end, you get points based on your experience from traveling from Tokyo to Edo. So it's a tourism game. It's a tourism game. Huh. Yeah, interesting. Uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, a lot of fun. I used to have a game like that, uh, not quite like that, but uh, when I was a kid, it, it was called Globetrotter, and it was actually released by National Geographic. And uh, you were supposed to go around the world, globetrotting, picking up keys to different cities around the world, and you would do it by getting plane tickets to go to yeah. like, Antarctica and all over the place. Right. That's, that's what this game's like. And, and the one thing that I really liked about it, it's a foodie game. I'm a foodie, right? I like collecting different foods from around the world. and, and Right you in gained, your stomach. Yeah, you gained points depending on how many flavors you tried out along the way. So, like, if you experienced all of the different meals at the inns, you, you got extra points at the end. It was, it's interesting. Uh, was there also a time right. factor, though? Like, you want to be the first one to complete the journey? or No. It, no. There's an interesting mechanic where the last person always goes next. Okay. So you can potentially just, if you're the last person, you could be like, ah, you know what? I'm already last. I'm just going to take my time and go really slow. And you yeah. can get all the sightseeing points. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Right? But if you get there first, you can try the cuisine, but the cuisine might not be there by the time the last person gets there. I was going to say, so you can eat all the food before somebody yeah, else yeah, gets yeah, there. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It's, yeah. Interesting. It's, it was a good game. Yeah, that is and then, uh, what else have I been doing? Um, Tiny Death Star. Did you guys download it? I know you posted I it. You have yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I did. So I'm and, a- and the problem is is that uh, Tiny Tower was so addictive, and I, I swore off of it and never to play it again. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, 
but it's tiny death I know, stuff. I know. <laughs> I did the same thing. I had 186 floors in Tiny Tower. Like that's how crazy <laughs> addictive I got into it. And in Tiny Death Stars, exactly the same thing, except Star Wars, and you get those cute little cutscenes. Yeah, yep. you, you haven't played yeah. it yet. No, yeah, the best thing about Tiny Tower is the cute little cutscenes. If you get the right guy on the right floor, it it does a little movie, a little Star Wars movie, okay. like a little yeah. little six okay, second Star Wars movie. Love it. Now, Star Wars, you got your uh, Lego, you got your Lego set, right? You got yes, your the, uh, nice. the the Advent. Lego 2013 Advent calendar. Nice. Starting have, in a few mm-hmm. days. I have yet to get that. But um, well, I have a question about uh, Tiny Death Star and Tiny Tower. Yeah. Is this one of those freemium games? I'm getting really sick of freemium games. I went, I went 186 floors in Tiny Tower, and I never paid a dime. Okay. And D- Tiny Death Star is exactly the same. If you don't want to pay... Give, give me an example of a freemium game that you're getting tired of there, Richie. Uh, well, to, to be honest, Candy Crush is one of the hugest freemium games out there right now. You can download it for free, but they make $633,000 a day off of people buying booster packs and buying to get to no, the they next don't. level. Yes, no, they, they don't. Yeah. $633,000 uh, a day. Okay, so Simpsons tapped out. So, you know, so it usually goes Candy Crush, Clans, Simpsons tapped out, and the top three grossing, right? Right. right. Simpsons tapped out. Any idea how much money it's made since it's launched? Not yet. A hundred million it passed three weeks ago. Really? Uh, hundred million gross. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah, we gotta we gotta work on a, a, a last cast a premium no game. Kidding? Yeah, for Do, sure. Uh, speaking, Do what we all hate. Joey, you got you got the brains for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of freemium, so the one thing that has taken up a lot of my time again is Hearthstone. I, I'm fully into it now, but I'm actually start. I actually put in money. Like it's got me sucked. I'm You're done. like in the red as far as time goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. No. If this thing, and it, they're they're planning on launching it on an iPhone. If this thing launches an iPhone, I'm yeah, I'm done. I'm gonna Just spend a thousand dollars on this game. Well, while we're talking video games, I went out and got Call of Duty Ghosts. Yeah? And I've been playing that. Very fun. And then you finished it three hours later? No. You know what? I didn't have that long to play. (laughs) You know what happened? I started playing it the day I got home. I was so excited. I uh, got on the PS3, put it in, started playing, and played for like an hour and a half and then went to continue playing the next day and didn't realize that the day before, I had played that entire hour and a half on Bebop's profile. Oh. <laughs> so you had to start uh, over to go back and start a yeah. profile. So I had to start again. But I knew exactly where to go and what to do. So I was I've like, heard that it's exceptionally short. Like, it literally yeah. is four hours. Well, yeah, I'm just doing the campaign right now, solo play. And I picked it up because it does have uh, local co-op, which is a big deal for mm. Bebop and I. We... I mean, like, you know, Borderlands, Borderlands 2, uh, Rainbow Six, Vegas, and Vegas 2. Those are, like, a, a, a few of our favorites because we just, you know, a good split screen, first-person shooter, played on the couch together. Yeah. Nothing better than that. Uh, and this has that. We haven't played it yet. But uh, so far, the story mode uh, is good, and it's interesting. And uh, I like it. Some people are calling it the best Call of Duty yet. Some people are calling it the worst Call of Duty yet. I haven't played online yet, so I don't know. I've heard pretty bad things. I'm to, uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a Call of Duty guy, and I wasn't going to pick it up anyway. But they're saying it's way too short, and that it's really not enjoyable. But well, I, in gen- not, that doesn't seem to be your experience. In general, it has. Uh, well, I'm not. I wasn't a huge Call of Duty guy either until Black Ops Two came out, and this game, uh, Ghost, has a higher general rating than Black Ops Two did, much higher. And uh, it doesn't have zombies. It's an entirely different uh, yeah, company that. No, it has. Oh no, it has aliens. The one that does that. Yeah, yeah. It has aliens. Yeah. So, uh, and I haven't tried that one yet either. But uh, I just picked it up this week, so I've been. Uh, that's what I've been up to. See, I'd be missing the zombies because I, I like I like that setting, and it's something something better to do other than 
get shot in the head in multiplayer. Yeah, but uh, like I said, they do have this uh, aliens, um, yeah, alien right. invasion game, which apparently isn't like the zombies in that you can, for as long as you can stay alive, you can keep playing. This one it has a very definite beginning and end, and you just right. play over and over. Right. Yeah. What about you, McLean? What have you been up to? Because you're up in all my TV shows and comic books and movies, actually. I got a pre-screen passes to go and see Thor The Dark World. Very Ooh. nice. Cool. Yeah, it was great. It was really nice because I was there with all the snail guys, silver snail guys from the comic book shop and stuff. And one of my friends who's actually one of the promo heads at uh, Disney got us all tickets there. Sweet. So it was a lot of fun. Really good movie. Loki's fantastic in it. If you, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I, I heard yeah. he still, I mean, I went and I saw it. but and Steals but before the show. I, before I even saw it, uh, yeah, exactly. Everybody said that he stole the show. Yeah, and he's fantastic in it. Like, there's, the scenes that he has are just really, really great. And uh, don't leave before the end of the credits because obviously it's a Marvel movie. But the mm-hmm. one that I saw, because I think it was a pre-screener, we got two separate screens, two separate Ooh. Secret scenes. One links to. I'm not going to spoil it. It's so suppose one links to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And another one is just like a scene edited out from Thor that they put in at the end again. So. Oh, from the first movie. No, from this movie. Yeah. From Thor. Oh, from, 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 from this one. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I saw online. Um, I like Movie Bob's review, so I was watching Movie Bob. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah. his review this week was, "What the hell happened at the end of Thor 2? Hmm. So I didn't watch it. Oh. I didn't no, watch the, very the review because like, yeah, I don't want to. Links right. That's Thor three. It's okay. like it's right leading into. Right, so I'm gonna, I, I watch I'll, the TV shows like the Where the Batman's a new animated series, a CGI series that they put on. Uh, what's CW. It called? Where the Batman, the mm-hmm. new animated series, CGI, really cool, and I really like that they did an Alfred with it because what they've done is they've taken Alfred from the Jeff Johns Earth One comic book series. So instead of just being like, I made a, him like an android. Butler, I wish. Oh. No, he's uh, the way they've done it. He's like an old MI six. Oh, cool. So he, like, he takes over Bruce Wayne. So, like, and in the comic book series, it's like this, Bruce is all like, who are you? He's like, I'm your butler. And he's, instead of just being a guardian, he's a guardian trainer. <laughs> so he trains him and stuff. And when Batman goes out, when he gets old enough, and he's like, Alfred's like, I can't believe you're going out without a gun because Alfred's a guy, sharpshooter, like knows all these MI6 training terrorists. He's like, it teaches him how to be a fighter. But no, it's really, really well done the way they're doing it in the animated series. So mm. it's cool. really one follow. Yeah, for sure. Cool. What about and uh, what about you, Matt? How much snow have you got right now? <laughs> uh, we, we had some. It melted, and then we got some more over the last two days. Uh, and I've been I've I've had to do some uh, things for the station, so I've been driving around in it. Uh, luckily, I've had the company vehicle, which has like all-wheel drive and some wonderful snow tires. Chain, snow cars, uh, so. Chains on the tires. No, no, not quite that. On the front. Nobody <laughs> saw Ender's game. What's up? Ender's game. Nobody saw it. Nah. No, you. I saw it. Yeah, I went in, like opening weekend. I heard it good. It was good. Uh, it's good. It's visually stunning. There's like shots that look like it's straight up like a f- cover of a Yes album at points. But like, <laughs> so I've heard that they cut. Like, I never read the book, but I heard they cut one major storyline out with the brother sister, the older brother sister, and how they become politicians stuff. But it didn't affect the storyline at all. But it's really it's oh really yeah, well I forgot done. all about that. Yeah, so they cut that out completely. But. I think that that comes back big in the future novels, though. I did. I Absolutely. only ever read the first one. Actually, I should be honest. I didn't read it. It was my only ever audiobook. So you listen, really you listen to it. Really good. Fair, fair. Yeah, yeah, but you still yeah. Yeah. technically you know, read the book. Like well, you, somebody read it to me. <laughs> <laughs> like you still know story. the novel yeah, yeah. version of it. That's, that's, and the, I, that's the key. Yeah. So what else have you been getting up to, Matt? Um, you know what? I, I've gone, gone back to Skyrim and playing a lot of that lately. Uh, still doing Marvel Avengers Alliance. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm going to try and see whether I can snag myself an Xbox One on uh, release night, whether they've got a midnight. You go, boy. <laughs> Uh, but you know what though I have something I have something that's going for me and the fact that if there's a place around here that is going to be selling it uh, I'm going to be probably one of the only few people (laughs) looking for it because most of the people in this area are a lot older Uh, just just 
to to put it very nicely, most of them are seniors, so they're not getting an Xbox One. And, so, and if they are, they're going to be easy to push out of the way. Let's I was going to say, uh, even that, I could push them out of the way. And you know what's going to be funny, yeah. though, when we're seniors and I'm lining up at midnight to get, like, the Xbox Five? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to be fun. But you'll be a robot. You'll implant your, 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 your personality and brain inside of a robot by then. So and then I'm going to take it back like to the, the body of Spiro Agnew. I'll take it back to the, the, the old age home and I'll be like, sorry, ladies, I need the TV tonight. <laughs> yeah. Hooking it up to the old, uh, the old school 3D flat screen. Yeah. 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 And then uh, I've been involved with uh, Pathfinder game and then I think I'm going to get involved with uh, uh, some D&D stuff again uh, uh, online with uh, some of my friends just to connect, reconnect and stuff and do stuff. I was kind of waiting to, you know, for things to quiet down a bit and then uh, get started back up on that sort of thing again. So that'll be good. That'll be fun. Pathfinder's yeah. awesome though. Um, it's kind of like what D&D 4th edition should have been is oh, essentially really? what Pathfinder is. Uh, it's kind of like the guys were like, well, they're doing this for 4th edition, but we want to take 3.5 D&D rules and continue on and make them uh, better. So it's it kind of interesting playing in sort of a pseudo new you know, game, but not really. So it's been really cool. I'll admit that the, probably the last tabletop role-playing game that I played was... Like, uh, what's the cyberpunk series? What is that? Um, Shadowrun uh, Riffs? Riffs. Riffs. That's what oh, it was. That's right. yeah. Riffs or Gerbs yeah. or whatever. With you <laughs> yeah. and Braden back in college. Yeah, yeah we played back was, in college. Wow, it's been a while. It was a Wild West version, too, we played, didn't it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. So, that's you right. You were a gunslinger. Yeah. Wild West Cyberpunk. Oh, no, you were a gambler. Ah, I was a gunslinger. That would have been awesome. That's right. That's right. Call your friend up. We'll do it. Yeah. I, even, <laughs> I, I, I had this custom armor that had a little sleeve, in a little metal sleeve for my cigar. <laughs> yeah, that was those are the good old days. All right, guys, let's talk about what's going on in the news today. Yeah. Now it's time for news today. All right, we need to uh, get the uh, we need to get the last cast on Earth's comment on this situation. Hot topic, you know the store. Yeah. Every mall, every mall has one. Yeah. Uh, they're under fire right now for a new T-shirt that they've got that they've just released. It's got a simple image of text on it, kind of like a dictionary definition I think, I think that I defines like cosplay. Okay. And it defines it as a verb meaning do it right or not at all. And a lot of people are taking this to mean, hey, if you're fat, don't cosplay. And so there are a lot of complaints coming out. I mean, you can really take it any way you want. You can, you can take it, do it right, as in these guys who... Do up, yeah. They know, go spend full the entire out. Yeah. year, but then that you is the give intention it. behind yeah, the T-shirt. Absolutely. I would think, though, absolutely. right? Clearly, no one made this T-shirt to put down fat people. No, but they they only made it to size medium. That's it. <laughs> they don't have large, extra large. So it's screw you, fatty. But you got to give credit to people who try. I I don't. That's that's my. Philosophy. I got no problem with that. Yeah, and I think it's just I I think it's just somebody looking angry. But I don't think that's anything, anything against people who are overweight at all. No. No, but, sound like but Richie's saying I mean, Richie's I, saying the I'm shirt. And I'm not offended by it. Yeah. But Richie's saying the shirt in general is putting down anybody who isn't like Yahya Han, yeah, scale, yeah, or, you know. Which no, I, I think it's I think it's put some pride into your work. Don't just make like a, a paper bag uh, mask and put it over your head and go. Unless you're like, being Spider-Man yeah, for the Fantastic Four, then you do that. Then you do do that. That's fine. That's right. Regardless of the intention. Well, no, uh, sorry. Regardless of, the, of, of how people are interpreting it, the intention of the shirt is kind of mean. It is kind of mean. It is kind of mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not against mean shirts, frankly. Like, you there know, are tons you, of them out there. Oh, yeah. Of course. Um, but it, it's pretty high profile. 
mean? In this community, the <laughs> cosplay community, community are very vocal, and they're very proud. And also do a lot of shopping at Hot Topic, That's I right. would think, right? Yeah. So, anyway, they are in hot water right now because of that, and uh, we'll see. I, you know. But I don't think they can be because they're saying there's no thing, nothing specific to any specific person. It's just saying do it right or don't do it all. They're not saying it's any one specific. They're not saying hey fat person or hey Asian person or hey, you know what I mean. Like yeah. it's not it's not separating out any one person. Except the people that are, you know, can't do it. I don't know. But there's it, no one it, who it, can't do it though. That's the thing. They're not. It's a little inclusive. They're not talking about cosplay being this sort of inclusive thing where either. You can do it or you can't. It's, a, and it's the hipster cosplay shirt. It's like, uh, yeah, I didn't, it is, no, you yeah, know that's it, exactly so. the, that's the best comment. Yeah, it is exactly it's that. Hipster it's, it's making cosplay hipster. Okay. Well, J.J. Abrams uh, Instagrammed a photo of him hanging out on set with R2-D2, which is cool. We heard that uh, C-3PO was going to be making the new uh, Star Wars film. Now we figure R2-D2 is going to be there, and that makes, uh, that makes him and C-3PO the only characters that have been in every single Star Wars film. Hmm. Yes. And uh, we tweeted actually the other day, and, I, and forgive me if I can't remember each one of them, but R2-D2 has been in more than just the Star Wars films. He's also been in uh, Abrams' two Star Trek films. And he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't, and I don't he was in that. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And one more that I, that's escaping me right now, but uh, yeah, if you look it up online, Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> no, well, no, well, we're talking about features. Yeah, yes, 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 he was. He was in the Christmas go, yeah, special. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that's escaping me that I um, that I can't think of right now, but uh, yeah, he made a brief appearance in uh, both of Abrams' Star Treks. He actually I've appears that as, now. I want to see. He that. actually appears as uh, shrapnel flying by the front of the. Oh really? With all the explosions, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. <laughs> so Friday, the world watched as Bat Kid oh, saved Gotham City, a.k.a. San Francisco. Uh, really great stuff. It was a Make-A-Wish Foundation um, mm-hmm. yeah. granting, them, granting him this wish to be Batman. All kinds of people got in on this. There were not to mention the thousands of Over um, 15,000 San Francisco San Franciscites. San Francisco Inns. I think they're San Franciscans. <laughs> San Franciscans. <laughs> yeah. So they all showed up. There was people with signs and stuff like, we love you back here. Thanks for saving our city. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah Obama got in on it, right? I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Obama, Obama, yeah Obama had the, a message to him. The San Francisco Chronicle. Did he really? That's, okay. See, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. The San Francisco Chronicle had a special edition called the Gotham City Chronicle that day uh, where he was on the front page. With an article said, written by Clark Kent for him. Very cool. <laughs> Uh, the I Department of Justice even put out a press release thanking Bat Kid and denouncing the villains. Mm-hmm. And the cast of Arrow went the extra mile. They made a video saying that they, they had no crime to fight thanks to Bat Kid. So they gave him a oh, big cool. thank you and, they, <laughs> and that they had the night off and they all went out for dinner instead of fighting crime, <laughs> which is pretty good. So yeah. uh, Bat Kid, uh, his alter ego is Miles. And uh, he was uh, fighting leukemia for a long time. It's in remission right now. I think it's like five years out of his six-year life. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, good job, San Francisco. Yeah, that was really, really so If you see the pictures online, it's just really sweet seeing him save the girl from saving the damsel in distress, like tied up to the tracks and stuff and riding in the Batmobile, which is a big yeah. black Lamborghini with the bat symbols yeah, all over it. Yeah, it's so cool. And by the end, he actually saved the mayor from the Penguin. They showed up at City Hall, and he got the key to the city as well. The mayor gave him the key to the city at the end of it all. So. Uh, amazing. Yeah, nice. amazing. such a great time. Uh, we talked about Candy Crush a little bit earlier. Uh, if you're a fan of the game or an addict 
or both, which you probably are, uh, you're in for a bit of a treat because New York-based candy company Dylan's Candy Bar has recently debuted a new line of Candy Crush-themed chocolates, uh, Swedish fish, and gummies. So if you're familiar with what the candies look like in the game, these are them in real life. You can eat them and get diabetes. Or play with them. Or, or, yeah, stack them up. Uh, So we can't avoid talking about uh, the console war right now. PS4 is out. It's on store shelves. Xbox One is set to come out November 22nd. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I read an article online about the 10 reasons why you should never get a console at launch. But I have a video that I found online that explains it even better. You guys want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. It's by Brentel Floss, and it's called Game Launch Rock. Check it out. Wow, there's so many new video game consoles coming out. I'm going to save up my allowance and buy them all. You might want to think twice about that, kiddo. Back in the 90s when you bought a new system, it was basically ready to go. But those days are gone by, so buddy, don't be that guy. You want to be the first in line, but I say no, 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 no. They won't have near enough games, no matter how great they seem. It takes at least a year or two before they're running full steam. Yes, it's a dirty little trick, so you gotta be staunch, kid. Don't ever buy a console at launch. I'm being serious, do not ever buy a console at launch. But the video game companies promise all these great games and features within Sure, just like presidential candidates. They'll say anything to get your vote. The way game companies just want you to buy their console. Didn't you want a new Wii U? More like PU. PS4. Oh, give me more. Xbox One. Xbox done. Ooh, uh, what? The OS will be a mess. So you gotta be stone kid. Don't ever buy a console at launch. Now sing it with me. Do not ever buy a console at launch. That's right. And even if they release a picture-perfect device, you know that six to 12 months later, they'll be dropping the price. Ain't that some crap? It's a trap. So you got to be staunch, child. Don't ever buy a console at launch or Apple product. But don't ever, <laughs> never, never buy a modern gaming console at launch. Don't try it. Don't you buy that console at launch. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So that is by Brentel Floss. Uh, You can check out more of his stuff at brentelfloss.com. So what do you think about that? To be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty accurate, right? It's pretty accurate. It's a good idea. Uh, I I fortunately never follow the advice. Of course. I just like to throw back to uh, Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Of course, that's what you like, Tim. Love it. I would like to add to that list of things that... uh, I still have too many games to finish. So, yeah. And I'm one of those guys, like you are, an impulse buyer with consoles. I'm an impulse buyer with games. And so I buy games and I play them and then a new game comes out and I haven't finished the other one. And then I start that one. And now yeah. I have this pile of games yeah, I just I, have to finish. My pile's huge. Yeah. Same, yeah. And the other thing is this time it's, there's no backwards compatibility. So immediately I'm looking at my, my entertainment unit thinking, like, I have to put an Xbox One on top of everything else because I can't take out my 360. Then I can't finish Grand Theft Auto, which I haven't mm-hmm. finished. Yeah, I can't yeah. start any of the Tons probably of five other games that I have at least that are yeah. unopened that i got to play for that system. Exactly. What about you, Matt? Oh, you're going to get Xbox One. Well, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about it. I'd like it, but um, I might wait for a bit. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. There, there, was, there was always like uh, problems with uh, overheating and all that sort of stuff. With uh, I remember that. After listening to those clever lyrics in the song, I've changed my mind. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, listen, listen. The, the, the lyrics in the song were fun. I'm just saying, 
if if I'm if I'm if I am not able to get it right away, I'm not going to be heartbroken. I'm not going to be like, ah, fair enough. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. No big deal. Yeah, so I'll wait. Here's the problem with waiting, though, is that everybody's everybody always assumes, oh, the price is going to drop, but the price only drops if the systems do really poorly. So yeah. we we you dropped fast, right? So so did 3ds, but these systems are already doing spectacularly, but just on pre-sales. Mm-hmm. So w- w- the price isn't going to drop very soon because of demand for for sure mm-hmm. it's not going to drop because of components and there's not going to be a second version of it out so even if the first version comes out and there's a whole bunch of problems which there are actually for playstation 4 yeah i mean I've they're heard. trying to downplay them but it seems like it's a, yeah, a, a legitimate good. amount they're saying no no it's a low percentage it's a low percentage but it's it's a high profile percentage because ign's crashed and kotaku's both crashed um but in order for them to fix manufacturing problems like that and get a new version out that's months like we're yeah. looking at like eight nine months before the lead time and for them to manufacture it and get it into the hands of consumers and blah I'm blah thinking blah maybe june july i might be ready i was just even to say to matt to just be really really nice to your wife because christmas is just around the corner yeah. and just be like hope for the best i know and 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 there you go. and then you don't have to take the hit <laughs> yeah there you go in the wallet <laughs> all right let's switch uh, it up from video games to movies and check out a new segment that we got here uh, a good friend of ours dominic messier I like to call him Dr. Dom. How's he feel about you calling him Dr. Dom? Yeah. I don't think he even knows. No. That's what we're calling him now. Deal with it. Yeah, Dr. Dom. And he's got some movie reviews for us. What's out, what's coming out, and uh, what is on your Blu-ray player. Check it out. Here's Dr. Dom's movie reviews. Wow. You got it working. A big bottle of canola oil and a monkey who was trained to work on a video camera. Shh. The movie started. Hey, all you last casters, Dominic Messier here from PopCultureLandscape.com with your entertainment snapshot for this week, so it's time for you to pay attention and get excited once again. Starting with the good stuff in theaters, if you're a Marvel fan, you've probably already seen the latest project in the Phase 2 chapter of the company's story arc. I speak, of course, of Thor The Dark World. Chris Hemsworth is back as everybody's favorite thunder god, this time fighting an old enemy of the Asgardians in the form of the Dark Elves, led by the nefarious Malekith, played by the Ninth Doctor himself, Christopher Eccleston. Hiding under several layers of latex and prosthetics, this bad guy is looking to destroy all of the known worlds upon an event known as the Convergence, a rare celestial event where all of the realms are in alignment. Thor has to relies on his evil adopted brother Loki, played by the excellent Tom Hiddleston. The British actor steal every scene he's in, making you wish he'd get his own spin-off movie. While I found the film to be adequate, containing just the right amount of ass-kickery, I found it a bit uneven when it came to the storytelling, leaving very little for the supporting characters to do except run around looking concerned in the little screen time they're actually given. And so, The Dark World has all the elements and feel of a Hope and Crosby Road movie, except with Hemsworth and Hiddleston bickering non-stop over trust issues. Still watchable and fun, though, if you're not too concerned with little things like logical plot or pacing. We do get to see more of Asgard, though, and that puts the film in the plus column. Speaking of pluses, I'm happy to announce that the sci-fi film Ender's Game, starring Harrison Ford and Asa Butterfield, is blessedly free of author Orson Scott Card's famed homophobic rants and stands alone as a pretty solid piece of filmmaking. While the movie has all the feel of a military boot camp type film, a la Starship Troopers or Full Metal Jacket, minus the giant bugs and the mental breakdown, of course, I found the film's ending to be a bit anticlimactic, though it's well acted throughout. Ford gets to take a break from his grumpier roles of late, and Ben Kingsley, make that Sir Ben Kingsley, 
makes a brief third act appearance as a war hero looking to share his nuggets of wisdom with the young soldiers engaged in battle school. A training facility designed to hone the skills of its young trainees in the battle against the Formics, an insectoid race we barely get to see in the film at all. Talk about an unseen enemy. On the home video front, I suggest you pick up a copy of Stephen King's popular miniseries Under the Dome, a very well-crafted show which ironically rehashes a plot from the Simpsons movie from a few years back, entrapping the entire population of Chester's Mill when a gigantic invisible force field cuts them off from the rest of the world. As with every other King story, you'll find an assortment of characters ranging from the eccentric to the power-hungry to the right-down psychotic, all stuck in a predicament where resources are slowly dwindling and no solution appears in sight. Look for Breaking Bad's Dean Norris as one of the brilliant antagonists in this piece. Thirteen episodes in this first season out of a planned three seasons, all under the watchful eye of King himself, who oversaw production of the show. Now, I could go on and tell you about how White House Down is a different kind of movie than Olympus Has Fallen, and how Channing Tatum's dirty white wife-beater shirt pales in comparison to Bruce Willis' similar outfit in the first Die Hard film. Instead, I'll give credit to Roland Emmerich for making a more entertaining film than the predecessor, and instead, I'll save this week's Venom for the big Blu-ray release of a film I've come to hate for apparently all the wrong reasons, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel. Henry Cavill puts on the iconic suit and the reinvention of the DC Comics character now celebrating his 75th birthday this year. Rather than draw from the character's rich mythology, Man of Steel decides to throw it all away and focuses instead on the coming-of-age tale of the Kryptonian outsider who walks the back roads all David Banner-like until he returns home after a curious Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter tracks down his activities. Of course, she barely gets the chance to nab the scoop since the evil general's played with delight by Boardwalk Empire's Michael Shannon, arrives on Earth seeking Clark out, in the hope of obtaining a Kryptonian codex which could allow him to turn Earth into new Krypton. There's plenty of visual greatness here, eye-popping CGI and non-stop fistfights galore. This is all good and fun, however the third act keeps going and going and going with the ass-kicking, at the expense of massive loss of innocent lives. And this is something that goes against the nature of the character. I mean, I love a good super-powered matchup, and this certainly beats Brandon Routh's emo portrayal in Superman Returns, but here in Man of Steel it just doesn't ring true. That's my time for this episode of The Last Cast on Earth. For these and other film, TV, video game, and graphic novel reviews, be sure to check it out over at popculturelandscape.com. Or follow on Facebook at Pop Culture Landscape with Dominic Messier, or on Twitter at Pop Landscape. For the last cast on Earth, I'm Dominic Messier, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Now back to Sirs Gemmet, Coey, McLean, and Favalero. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Dom. <laughs> that was good. I liked it. A lot uh, of reviews. Let's take it. Yeah. Let's take it. So, uh, Harrison Ford in Ender's Game. Have you guys heard the rumors? I, I don't know. I don't know whether or not to believe this. So, apparently, the the rumor is that part of Harrison Ford's deal in order to be in the next couple of Star Wars movies was not you to have be grumpy? To, you have to let um, me also okay, do okay, two Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> really? Yes. What? He, that's what I've heard, and I don't know whether he did not make or not. that. No way, man. I he did not so. make that demand. There's no way. <laughs> it's, no, think about it, though. He's like, Harris, this is Harrison Ford looking for a really big paycheck. He's like, yes, I'll sign the contract if it's five pictures. Hmm. I will sign a $100 million five-picture deal that includes three Star Wars movies and two Indiana Jones could, movies. I don't think he wants to do Indiana Jones anymore, though. But he could make more money doing getting those deals separately. These are these are yeah, internet internet rumors, but legitimate sources that I've... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The internet... There's, I don't know. I don't buy internet rumors all the time, man. They said Morgan Freeman was dead, and everybody bought that for a while, so I don't know. He's a robot now. a robot. There's, there's, there, is, there is the whole thing where he didn't even want to come back you know, for Return of the Jedi as as Han Solo, and yeah. that kind of makes me think that he really has no regard for one of them. You but know, you, got, you, but you also big, have to remember, what's that? You also have to remember that it's always an actor ploy for more money. Every yeah, actor I, I has know, to say, I, I, "I don't want to come again, back." We've had this discussion before, but the main thing for me is that Harrison Ford obviously has 
yeah, it's the it, better it, things to do. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it takes like, a look at Jimmy at, Kimmel's at, ear. If <laughs> I was an actor in in a movie like that, I I I mean, I would care about money, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't demand, oh, well, you know, here, put, put my character on the back shelf just in case I don't want to come back. No, but he wouldn't go. Oh, but that's uh, a, it's a negotiation. Money, yeah. I mean, even uh, if they do care cowboys about Cowboys and aliens. All right, who's ready to play a game? Yeah, man. I'm ready. I want to play a game. Okay, well, let's uh, let's see now. Jimmy Kimmel's talked about it. Um, Saturday Night Live just talked about it. Uh, I know where you're mayor going. Ford? Um, <laughs> Toronto's Mayor Rob Ford. Are we going to get political on the, the last crack smoking? Well, I'm using it as inspiration uh, for our game today. I love it. Okay. So, in honor of crack smoking Toronto Mayor Rob Ford, your contest <laughs> today, is that the nickname of a street drug or is that a superhero? Cool. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a name, and you're going to tell me if it's a drug, a superhero, or both. Huh. All right? And we're going to go around the table uh, like we do, and we'll start with Mr. Tim McLean. Okay. King Ivory. Is that a street drug? I want to say it's a superhero. It is a street drug. Oh, That's the nickname for fentanyl. Oh. Yeah. One I don't do. Okay. <laughs> one, <laughs> one that you don't do. All right. Uh, Chris. All right. Jazz. Jazz has got to be both I'm going to go with. It is actually a, only a superhero. Really? Yeah. Uh, his superpower is blue skin. So That's if, it. if one of the oh. youngins says, I, get, I got jazzed, they're he, not referring to no, him. They, <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, his superpower is blue skin, and that's it. His father was actually a mutant with skin impervious to pain, and uh, all he ever passed on to his son was the tint. One of the crappy superheroes. Yeah, superpowers, that's it. Yeah. All right, Matt, here, this one's for you. Speedball. Uh, that's both. Yeah, buddy. That is both. That's right. The superhero first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 22, mm-hmm. and... Uh, speedball is when you do cocaine and heroin at the same time. Together. That's very... Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's how Chris Farley and uh, John Blueshine. That's right. That's right. Sad. Uh, very sad. So the Saturday Night Live special? There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, right. a good, that's a better name for yeah. it. SNL special. Now, here's a, double, here's a double whammy for you, Tim. Okay. Wildcat and Wonderstar. Wildcat definitely is a superhero team. The Wildcats. Uh, Wonderstar, I'm going to say is a drug. That's right. Wildcat and Wonderstar are both names for methcathinone. And Wildcat is, yes, the only one of the two who is a superhero. He was a JSA member. That's right. And he was the mentor uh, to younger heroes, particularly Batman and Black Canary. There you go. Very good. All right. On to the next one. Chris, Yin Yang. Yin Yang -yang seems like a form of heroin, so I'm going to go with drug. It's LSD. Uh, Very good. That works, though. That works for me. Okay, Matt, the red B. I'm going to say drug. It is actually a superhero. Stan, okay. Stan Lee superhero. He was a, an, an assistant district attorney. He dressed in a red and yellow costume, and uh, with his trained bees, he had a stinger gun, and he fought Nazis and gangsters, and his favorite bee is named Michael and lives inside his belt buckle. I cannot make this up. <laughs> Amazing. Was Michael sentient? 
Uh, he could have been. Yeah. He must have. He, well, he, he talked s- back to him? <laughs> what made him a special bee, really? Yeah. That he had, to, <laughs> he had to keep him in his belt buckle. That really? would be an angry bee. Yeah. Yeah. You, you me. Don't make like me unleash bees. Michael on you. <laughs> <laughs> Go get him, Michael. And he starts reaching towards his groin. He's like, wait a second. Are you unleashing a bee or do you have a nickname for something else called Michael? <laughs> Don't make me unleash the D. I mean the B. Did you say B or D? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Tim, Simple Simon. Uh, I want to say superhero or supervillain. Uh, the correct answer would be both. It is a villain from the 68 Batman cartoon there series who is a cross-dressing pie man. Yep. And, uh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. It is also a street nickname for Silosin. Uh-huh. All right, Chris, you get Green Dragon. Green Dragon is, uh, is oh, what's the drug? Heroin. It's chasing def- the dragon. Yeah, chasing oh, the dragon, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna go yeah, with so I'm gonna go with probably both because Green Dragon's got to be a superhero name. Uh, the correct answer will be drug. Yeah. it's uh, slang for depressants. And uh, oh. Savage Dragon may have been the superhero Savage Dragon. Yeah, the chasing the Green Dragon, though yeah, that's image. a term. Chasing the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Chasing Matt, the Green Fairy. Green Dragon's what? absinthe. No, absinthe is a Green Fairy. Fairy. Yeah, yeah. Green Fairy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Matt. We know this too well, by the way. We all the drunkards. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Uh, I love you guys. <laughs> Black Pearl. Is that a drug? Is that a superhero? Is that both? Black Pearl. Uh, both. It is both. It is heroin, slang term, and is also a troubled man who becomes a costume vigilante hero by accident and media pressure. Hmm. Created by Mark Hamill. And it's also the name of the ship in Pirates of the Caribbean. Very good. Um, who am I? Uh, Tim. Me. Okay. Vibe. Superhero. That's right. I met a human uh, whose ability was to emit powerful vibratory shock waves. One of the uh, anti-flashes. He fights Flash Punch. He's the first Justice League member to be killed in the line of duty, too. Really? Yep. Huh. Resurrected two times, of course. Well, of course. Like oh, comic books, too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Chris, for you, Belladonna. Porn star. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the first one I think of, actually. But, <laughs> yeah. This game is not porn star, no, drug, okay. or superhero. Yeah. Maybe she was named after a drug or Maybe. a superhero. So I'm going to go with both yet again. Correct. It is a slang term for PCP. And also in the Marvel Universe, Belladonna uh, was a hero who generated blasts of plasma from her hands. And she also possessed psionic abilities to an unknown degree. Hmm. Matt, for you. Yeah. Great bear. <laughs> gay porn star. <laughs> really fabulous yeah. gay porn star. Great bear. Is it great bear? That's right. Not grape as in like... No, great like as in awesome. Drink. Okay, great as in awesome. Great or, or large. bear. Great bear. It so- sounds like a drug to me. Uh, it is a drug. It is yeah. a slang term for fentanyl, another slang term for fentanyl. Oh. Ursa Major, though. When I think Great Bear, I do think of Ursa Major, who is a superhero. Yeah, it's on the yes. uh, yeah. Russian team in, uh, in Marvel Universe. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Clint Dynamo. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you, Tim. And uh, Beta Ray Bill, right, and on that team? For you, Tim, Hardball. Uh, both. Both is correct. It is a slang term for crack. Yeah. That for I do. Rob <laughs> Ford likes to play hardball. And uh, it also is a superhero who creates balls of solidified energy that he can use as a defensive shield. Uh, Chris, Mama Coca. (laughs) Mama? Mama Coca. Mama Coca. Yep. Mama Coca. I'm going to go with just superhero on this one. 
Okay, you'd be wrong. Oh, that is just a drug. Sweet. That is cocaine. Sweet nose candy. All right, Matt, That's for you. <laughs> Matt, for you, strong guy. Uh, just a superhero. Uh, actually, X-Factor superhero. Yeah. But uh, superhero correct anyway. Possesses superhuman strength. You can increase by absorbing kinetic energy. Yes, uh, uh, yes, yes, X-Factor. He had uh, the blonde hair and the like little eyes. Giant uh, body, tiny head with a little white curl yeah. in the front. Yeah. No drug, though, right? Fat guy in a little coat. No, it's not, uh, <laughs> not a drug. Yeah, I, so I got that right. For Tim, it is Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Drug, no. Yeah, I'm going to say <laughs> drug. Uh, actually, superhero. Ah, I was going to go on the lamp. I think it was, but I was like, take a little <laughs> That's shot. an awesome drug. I was going to say, it'd be the best <laughs> drug ever. You take it once, that's it. <laughs> she was a new X-Men. Uh, named, the girl was actually named after a heavy metal song nice. by, the, by the band Monster Magnet. Oh, okay. Her powers that makes were sense. Precognition and it's telepathy. Tough to get that superhero name on the back of your jersey, though. Yeah. Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, for you, Chris. Brown sugar. Drug. That is a drug. That is heroin. Yeah, and I couldn't see that as a superhero name. <laughs> All right, Matt. Unless it was a 70s black exploitation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, for you, Matt, Disco Biscuit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say both. Really? <laughs> no, no. What's that superpower? Drug, drug, drug. Drug. A Disco Biscuit is MDMA. There you go. Um, let's go. Only a couple more to go here. Uh, Tim, Captain Cody. Both. No, it's a drug. It, <laughs> okay. No, it's a superhero. Wait, no, it's all three both. of those. Uh, no, I'd say a drug. It is a drug. That's codeine. Yeah. Uh, now, for you, Chris, I have Bullet Bolt. Bullet Bolt? Bullet Bolt. Drug. That is the name of a street drug. Inhalants, actually. Huh. Mm. Doing the Bullet Bolt. And I think this might be the last one here. Oh, no, two more. Uh, Matt, for you, yeah. Super C. It's both. It's actually just a drug that is slang for okay. ketamine, which starts with a K, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. But these are druggies. A, I was so. <laughs> exactly thinking that. I was like, well, Super K. Yeah, Super K. That makes sense. Yeah. And the last one, Devil's Breath, Tim. Uh, drug. That is a drug. That is slang for scopolamine. And if you've heard of it, it is the most terrifying thing ever. Like bath salts? Well, it's uh, it's this stuff that they have where uh, they they put it in the palm of their hand. It's all crushed up, and they blow it in your face when they're like asking for directions. Like you're a tourist down right. in Central America, and they blow it in your face, and you lose all self control. Whoa! And they take you, and they take you to a your, it sounds like bank a machine. It sounds like a, like a Stefan bit. They take you to the bank machine. They make you withdraw all your money, and it's uh, ter- terrible. There are some really great Yikes. YouTube documentaries on Devil's Breath. Check it out. But don't do it, okay? Okay. Yeah. I promise nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get stiffy. Sit back down and shut your trap. It's time, time, time. 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 Give me a stiff one, Barkeep. You got it. All right, compiled by the one and only Bebop. We are going to open up this week's stiff ifs right here. I got the envelope. Bebop. There you go. All right, here's uh, stiff if number one. If you could bring one thing with you on a trip to the moon, what would it be? Oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> I was right there with you. Uh, uh, Spacesuit. Uh, cheese. Yeah. Cheese? Cheese, yeah. It's oh, I'm going to bring a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, think it would be 
funny to eat cheese on the moon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would be ironic. Yeah, yeah, I'm so meta. Yeah, yeah. a cow. <laughs> Uh, got my new, te- got my new telescope, honey. Check. What the There's fuck is that? Eating cheat on the moon? Uh, I, I'd bring What's a that? cow. A cow is brilliant. Is Watch it jump. Watch it jump. <laughs> That's over right. The moon. That's right. Or you can jump over or the moon. Or at least jump quite a distance on the moon. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a, little plastic cows and little plastic spoons and just start throwing them. Yeah. What are you doing? Just out. Yeah. Into the great. I would bring copies of The Last Cast on Earth on micro USB sticks and just toss them. Into space. Into the, yeah, into space. And into the ether. Has there been a thing, has Neil deGrasse Tyson done a thing, like, could you throw a baseball out of orbit? From on the, the moon? moon? Yeah. I don't think you can. It still has its own, it still has a gravitational pull. It's just not as strong as Earth. I don't think you could. Think After you seeing could. gravity, I'm pretty sure that it, it would be tough. Mm-hmm. I, wonder how, I wonder how far you could get it, though. Pretty far. I could actually probably prob- be a while I could, I watching calculate it. that. Yeah. Do you, I'm, starting, you, I'm, I'm teaching purple? math starting next week. I could probably... Oh. Uh, you're teaching math. Yeah, yeah. Those poor souls. On, uh, on Monday, I started a six weeks math and physics course that I'm teaching. Wow. At, uh, wow. And physics. Teach at. Yep, yep. Wow. Where do you find the time? You're like our Sheldon Cooper. <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay, on yeah. with the show. Uh, next if-if is, if you could delegate a superhero to grow a stash for Movember. Well, yeah, by the way, happy Movember. Yeah. Uh, who would it be? Who would you like to see in a stash for Movember? Professor X. <laughs> yeah, he's got no hair on his head, but he's got it on his face. I'm going to say Wonder Woman. Yeah, I was thinking it's got to be one of the girls. <laughs> yeah, a big handlebar mustache yeah. for that Amazon. And then put her on a motorcycle, right. and nothing could stop her. An invisible motorcycle. <laughs> I want to see the thing. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what? Though, didn't he at one point? Would it be a rock? I don't think so. A rocky mustache, or I, would it be I hair? Can it, though. I can picture it. That'd be fun. We yeah. it, it comes out as moss. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> lichen. <laughs> I am liking that mustache. <laughs> the Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> he did have a full beard at one. It point. would be consistently sopping down his face. <laughs> Okay. If you could bring five species to introduce slash dominate a new planet, what would they be? Five species from Earth, I'm assuming. If you bring five species. Well, uh, number one, I'm going to say a human. Yeah. And then yeah. A, uh, like a human female. Uh, then I'm going to bring a cheetah just because I love cheetahs. Yeah, you got to have a big cat. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to bring a domesticated house Yeah, I'd go with lion, though. I'd, I'd go with lion. Yeah, but cheetah. lions are lazy. You gotta get the female lion. You gotta get male the ones lion. that can. Did you say like, lions are lazy? Yeah, male lions generally just sleep all the time. It's the lionesses that do all the hunting. And bone. All they do is sleep and bone. Yeah. Much like Tim McLean. <laughs> who, who uh, when I get the boning, yes. <laughs> okay. uh, let's see, five. That's a lot. Uh, and I would also bring a fish of some sort. Yeah, just for entertainment. <laughs> fish for entertainment. And uh, a pig to eat. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you, you gotta have bacon. But I'm not going to dominate the. What am I going to dominate the so, planet with animals? Come on, I'm not. Well, that was Google. a question, though. Snake. It says some kind to, of snake. to introduce slash dominate to a new. Oh, to introduce oh, slash introduce. dominate. So we are living there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Whether you don't, you would probably dominate it, knowing, knowing yeah. your past. Well, but see, I'm. But now I'm thinking food. You're right. I got to bring a cow plants. for the cheese and a. And, and a pig the, for the bacon. And, the yep. and then after that, it's going to be tough to dominate chicken with the only the other three. Eggs. A chicken. <laughs> chicken for eggs. No, I don't need it. A chicken for domination. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, we're the do- 
dominant chicken. <laughs> uh, speaking, an iPad. speaking of chicken, so uh, and bring it, bring it back to video games. Hearthstone. In the game, yeah, it all comes back to Hearthstone. In the game, you can get these really powerful cards that are like going to dominate in your next turn, right? Mm-hmm. But your opponent can cast spells, and a lot of the spells are polymorph spells. So one of them casts them to a sheep, the other one casts them to turns them into a frog, and another one casts them into an angry chicken. Hmm. And the angry chicken, every turn that you don't kill it, gets stronger and stronger and stronger. It's actually pretty powerful. This is the only animal that becomes angry? Yeah. Polo Locos, the crazy chicken. (laughs) Polo Loco. It's devastating. Anybody else have a... No, I'm on board with that. I'd say maybe change a snake of some kind, like a cobra. Just like these vicious animals. Snakes would turn it up. You get off the plane and you just unleash five animals (laughs) with four other animals. You go like, here's a snake. Here's here's an eagle. A lion. A bear. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of, of animals and new planets, have you seen the trailer for Noah? Yeah, it looks pretty what rad. What the hell? Where did that come from? I know. Yeah, Noah with um, Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Screw that. It's got Emma Watson in it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It does have Emma Watson in it. Uh, where? Out it's of nowhere. It's around the world. Good. No, it looks, looks quite good. I haven't seen it yet. i got to look it up. Yeah, and we Talk are going to share that um, uh, console launch rock video on our Love Facebook it. page. Yeah. So look for it there if you want to see it in the classic Schoolhouse Rock uh, format. That's about all the time we have for today. So we got to take off. But we will be back with another hot, hot, hot episode next time. And uh, until then, make sure you catch up with us in between episodes. On Facebook, we're The Last Cast on Earth. On Twitter, we are at the underscore last underscore cast. Uh, check us out on iTunes and our website, thelastcast.ca, where you can find all of our podcasts. Where else can you find all of our podcasts? On podalmighty.com. That's it for me, Richie Favalero. Christopher Coey. Matt Jemmett. Tim McLean. We'll see you next time, last casters. Well, that was really horrible. Watch for another episode soon of... The Last Cast. Can we go home now?